Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Well, I've decided to change up the topic of this podcast a bit. And in this episode, I wanted to explain what exactly I'm going to be talking about in the future and also what the rationale behind it is. So I started talking about Airbnb in 2014. It's almost four years ago. Uh, First, I published uh, my book in June of 2014. And the reason that I wanted to publish this book was really because I felt like there wasn't very much good information on the topic of Airbnb hosting. You know, I started listing in 2012 and I remember looking for resources online I read pretty much every single resource I could find. I read every single book that I could find. And, you know, some of these resources, they provided some some good insights. Uh, But I felt like there wasn't, like, one good, like, really good resource that was very comprehensive and that really could lead Airbnb hosts, new Airbnb hosts from from A to Z. So throughout, through the whole process of how to create your listing how to manage your listing, how to do the hospitality and all that kind of stuff. So that's why I created the book and that's also why I started the podcast. But now we're four years later and I don't feel the same drive and the same passion that I felt four years ago. And as a result, I think it's been challenging for me to to sort of keep up with the, you know, the bi-weekly schedule of the podcast, especially since I started traveling again. Uh, my, my plan was to, um, you know, to work in, in Amsterdam for a while trading these cryptocurrencies. So if, if you've been following the podcast, you probably know that. Um, but I can trade them from my laptop now. And, and also I realized after two months in Amsterdam that I'm just not made for staying in one place and, you know, living in a city and going to an office every day. It just I could just feel myself slowly, you know, my mood was was going down. I was... I did, it didn't feel right. So um, fortunately, now I can I can trade from my laptop, so I can keep wandering as long as I want, and it's great. Uh, I'm in Panama right now. I've rented a car, and I've been driving through the country, and I've I've kind of taken a pause from the podcast also because I wanted to, you know, really think about what do I what do I want to do, what do I want to want to focus on. But anyway, to go back to my earlier point. You know, I've been doing this for a long time and, and I feel like, it, you know, it's time for a change. There's a, first of all, there's a lot of people talking about Airbnb now. There's lots of other podcasts. There's a lot of other books, um, some, some really good books out there and some good podcasts as well. There's tons of websites. I mean, it's just not really that hard to find good information on Airbnb hosting anymore. So I, you know, I, I don't really feel like um, I'm, I'm doing something that's, you know, that's very different from everybody else out there. Because in the end of the day, like, you know, Airbnb hosting, it's it's definitely worth to invest a lot of time in, you know, understanding you know, how to run your, your Airbnb business. You can definitely make a lot more money if you do it well. But at the same time, it's also, you know, there's only a certain amount of things you can talk about. And 
I'm pretty sure after over 230 episodes, I've talked about pretty much everything. And so, you know, it's getting a little old for me and, and I, I want something new. And so I've, I thought, okay, how can I, uh, how can I talk about something that, that other people don't talk about, but at the same time, you know, something that people are interested in, something, a topic where I can provide value and not, you know, do something different than everybody else. And so, you know, as many of you probably know, I'm, I'm writing a book on, on Airbnb investing or short-term rental investing. Um, I sold my house almost a year ago, my house in Amsterdam or my apartment, I should say. It's all, it's already almost a year ago that I sold it. And I spent the better part of the last 12 months traveling around the world, trying to find places that where I could, you know, rent, buy a place and, and rent it out on Airbnb and other platforms and, and make a good return on investment. And so I've been to a ton of countries. I, I started off in Brazil. I went to Chile. I went to Panama. Um, I spent a lot of time in Asia as well. And everywhere I went, I, you know, I looked at the real estate market. I looked at the rental rates. I looked at Airbnb. I looked at what people were making on Airbnb. I looked at the legal structure. Like, is it allowed to do Airbnb? I looked at all those things and I ended up buying three units so far. Um, and they're all under construction as we speak. One is about to uh, be finished, uh, which is the one that I bought in Cali in Colombia. Hopefully within a couple of weeks, I'll be able to go to Colombia and welcome my first guests. And then I also bought a, a studio in the Philippines near the very well-known island of Boracay. And I recently purchased a, a small studio in a, a building that's yet to be built in an area in Thailand called Bang Saray. So I've, I've purchased three units and I've learned a lot you know, through this journey, I've, I've really learned a lot myself, but also while I was you know, looking at real estate, I, I was also uh, learning about it. You know, I, I, I was watching lots of YouTube videos and I've been reading books on real estate because I don't have a real estate background. You know, this is kind of new to me as well. I mean, I, I understand how to make money on Airbnb and I understand what type of properties do well on Airbnb and how to manage it, but I don't know very much about real estate. As a, as a more general category. So I've been really uh, reading up on this topic and, you know, and I'm writing my second book at the moment about this very topic. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's got a little delayed because of my, uh, my venture into the cryptocurrency world. Um, but, uh, but I'm about 50, 60% now. So you know, hopefully somewhere in the summer, I'll be able to publish this book it's going to contain a lot of stories from other people as well. And I've learned a lot from interviewing other people that have invested in Airbnbs around the world as well. So it's, I think it's going to be a really interesting book. And, you know, this is a topic that I'm currently just more excited about to talk about than, you know, the good old, the good old how to, you know, how to create a listing, the photos, the description, how to manage it, etc. You know, I've just talked. I've talked so much about all these topics already that you know I kind of want something new, and so I've decided to change the the angle of the podcast. I wouldn't say I changed the complete like category or topic of the podcast. It's still going to be about short-term rentals. It's going to be about Airbnb, but the end angle that I'm going to be taking is more, you know, how, how if you have some capital, how do you invest it in the short-term rental market? 
and how do you make a good return? So it's basically all the topics that I'm writing about in my book right now. And so, yeah, I think for, I think this is going to be interesting because there's just, I don't think there's any resources, specific resources on this topic. There's a, there's a lot of real estate books, um, but I couldn't find a book that specifically talks about, you know, the short-term rental market uh, and then from an investing perspective. And in particular, you know, I'm going to be talking a lot about overseas. So not in the, in the US and not in Europe, but more in the undeveloped markets. Uh, because that just has my interest a little bit more. Also, from a practical standpoint, I don't have the capital to, you know, to buy a free bedroom condo in a nice high rise in in Manhattan. Uh, that's just you know, out of my out of my range. And so I've really focused on, you know, countries, you know, like I mentioned, Colombia, Philippines, uh, Thailand. These are developing countries where you can find properties for you know for much cheaper than you could find them in in europe and, and in the us but there's a lot more challenges though i mean if i were if i was to buy a, a an apartment in amsterdam it'd be extremely easy because i know exactly how to do it it's you know i grew up in the country so it's, it, it feels safe it's easy it feels comfortable but you know sending over a hundred thousand dollars to a country like the philippines you know it's it's a whole different ball game right I mean, the legal system, I don't know, the legal system, I don't know. Um, there's, there's a lot of rules and, and, and stuff that I don't know, that I'm not familiar with. And so, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a little scary to, to invest in those properties, to be honest with you, because, you know, in the end of the day, if I show up and, and somebody tells me, yeah, I'm sorry, this is not yours, I can show them a contract, but, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the other side of the world. I mean, it's... it's I don't even know how easy it is to, you know, to go to court and and, and get your property back. I have, I have no idea. This is all big. Uh, these are all big question marks. But at the same time, it's also exciting. But anyway, going back to the point that if you invest in a foreign country, especially in a developing country, you know, there's a lot more due diligence that you have to do before you feel comfortable making uh, that choice to invest. And and so there's, you know, it's it's more it's it's more difficult, it's more complicated. But at the same time, there also therein lies the opportunity, right? Um, because if it, if it was super easy, then you know everybody could do it. And so I think there's a lot of opportunity uh, to make really good returns, and also to see uh, the prices of the properties increase. Um, you know, my my personal opinion is that. You know the, the the real estate markets in in Europe and US just seem so overvalued to me that you know I I wouldn't necessarily want to buy something there. I mean I'm sure there's regions and areas where you know there's there's upside and who knows maybe I'm wrong maybe maybe the whole thing will go up even further. But at some point I feel like the prices of real estate have to be in line with the fundamental growth of incomes, and I feel like that's kind of like out of out of whack a little bit right now. So. That's another reason why I prefer to look, you know, to other countries where I see more potential for for upside uh, uh, prices. Um, having said that, I you know when I in my analysis of of these free properties that I bought, I mostly looked at you know what's the rate of return that I can make on my investment. I don't really want to purely speculate on you know the 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 property is becoming more valuable in the in the future. Although I did choose 
you know the locations where where I choose my properties. I mean, it was a, a factor, right? I, I do think there's there's upside there. But even though you know, if if these properties don't go up in value, um, I should still be doing well. That's kind of like my main thesis for how I look at these investments. So I also want to mention that although I'm changing the angle of the podcast, I'm also changing up the structure a bit. I'm not going to be doing the news episodes on, on Friday anymore. I might do like once a month just to update people on what's been going on. I feel like once a week is a little bit too much. I felt like I was talking about the same things like kind of over and over. And so I think you know one week is just not enough time for there to be a lot of interesting news in in the world of Airbnb or in the short-term rental world. And so I think a monthly one should be fine. And and also, you know, as I'm as I'm on the road, as I'm traveling, it's it's kind of hard to schedule things. And so I want I'm gonna do these podcasts more on the fly. Right? Whenever I you know feel inspired to share something or whenever I you know I think of a good guest to interview, I'll just you know, I'll just make it happen and I'll just put it online. Could be any day, could be Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, could be one a week, could be two a week, could be three a week. So completely uh completely changing it up in that way. But it's just gonna be uh easier for me to you know to maintain the podcast that way. And also the advantage is that I can then publish something on the day that I recorded, right? In the in the, in the last few years I've I've hired a production company. Uh, to edit the podcasts and to create show notes and images and all that kind of stuff, um, but I decided now to, you know, to go kind of go back to old school of just me recording it and, you know, doing some small edits and then just, um, you know, just uploading it and and that way I can I can have a podcast published pretty much within like an hour of recording it, which is also kind of cool. It it, it almost makes it live. Um, but at the same time, that'll also mean that maybe the quality won't be as good. But you know, I'll still do my best to you know, to maintain a decent quality of of the audio. So that's kind of like uh, what I'm planning to do. So another thing to mention is that even though I'm changing up the angle, it's not that doesn't mean that it's not going to be interesting for current Airbnb hosts out there, because I think that. You know, the decisions that you have to make and the things that you look at when investing in a new Airbnb, you know, things like, um, you know, the area, how you pick the area, who are the people that visit that particular area, right? Who are your potential customers and how do you cater uh, to those customers? What kind of branding do you choose? Well, those are all questions that are, I think, very valuable for current Airbnb hosts to ask themselves as well. Plus... You know, I'll be talking about things like, you know, management tools and, you know, how do you efficiently manage your property? What are the new tools that are coming out? Um, I think one of the interesting parts of the sort of the short-term rental uh, ecosystem right now is there's so many different tools coming out. And, you know, it's, it's almost on a daily basis that I get an email from some company or some um, or somebody who created a service or a tool to help Airbnb hosts or hosts in general in the short-term rental market. So I think that that ecosystem is, is is very interesting. And you know, when you're investing in an Airbnb, like the management part is actually a very big part of it because if you're buying something overseas, it's going to be much harder to manage it yourself. And so you know, how do you go about the management? Do you hire a 
short-term rent, rental management company, or maybe you know you can buy a property in a building that already offers management as as one of the options. Or you could go and find a local person to manage it for you. So there's you know there's all these different options, and and I think that before you buy a property, you you want to think about that before you buy it, right? And so now these are topics that are still going to be interesting uh, for for those uh, Airbnb hosts out there who you know maybe don't have the money to the cash to in, to spend to buy a property overseas, and um, Another thing I was going to mention is that, you know, it, it could also be interesting for people who don't have the capital because you, you don't necessarily need to buy. I know a lot of people who rent overseas and I'm, I'm actually thinking about doing the same thing. Now, let, let's say I rent, let's say here in Panama, I'm in Panama right now. I'm actually uh, planning to get my residency here um, so that I am currently re a resident in Holland. And so I, you know, technically I have to I have to pay taxes there in Panama. Here, there's a, it's a bit more tax friendly. And since I don't really spend much time in Holland anyway, it doesn't really make sense that I'm registered there. So I was thinking Panama would be a good choice for me, uh, a good place for me to establish me my residency. So I'm currently talking to a lawyer and figuring out all sorts of documentation and stuff like that. Um, but anyway, like I could I could see myself renting a unit. In, in Panama for for like you know for like two years and then um, and then renting it out when when I'm not around you know? and so that that's that's a model that anyone can pretty much do right all you need is you know you need to have enough cash to uh, to pay the two or three months deposit or you know however many months the, the deposit is but um, but yeah, so I think, uh, and, and, and when you're renting, some, whether you're renting or buying, it's still kind of the same things that you want to look at, right? It's still, you're going to be asking yourself like, okay, is this an area where there's going to be a lot of, lot of demand? You want to stay at some, some Airbnbs in the neighborhood to check out like what, what type of people visit the place and stuff like that. So, you know, whether you rent or buy, it's, 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 it's still the same, almost the same factors that are at play that will determine where whether the, the Airbnb is doing is going to do very well or or not. So I'll be interviewing uh, people who have already bought something overseas. Now I've already interviewed a bunch of those people in the in the past, um, but the focus is going to be a little bit more on on uh, people who've invested overseas and also people who run real estate companies overseas. Like the com the, the house that I bought in Colombia, I, I bought it from. Uh, a company, an American company that established itself uh, over 12 years ago in Colombia. So these guys have a ton of experience and know-how on the real estate market and the short-term rental market in, in Colombia. And I'll be interviewing the founder pretty soon. So you'll, you'll get to learn a lot about the, the market in Colombia. Um, but, I, I, you know, these the people that do these projects that are in real estate overseas, you know, they have a lot of knowledge and I'm sure it's going to be really helpful for, for, for us as, you know, as investors um, to hear from these guys what the different factors are that they look at and, and also learn about the different markets out there. Um, another thing I want to mention is there's going to be a conference in Puerto Rico. And I was invited to speak about the Airbnb opportunities in Puerto Rico. Now, Puerto Rico is, is, I think, a very interesting market because 
as you probably know, the country, or I don't even know, it's not really a country, right? It's like a special region within the US, but it went bankrupt. And then also there was a hurricane. So a lot of, you know, obviously uh, a lot of issues for the local population. I have actually, I have friends who live in Puerto Rico and, you know, they fortunately their house is, is still is still standing. But if you if you look at the Airbnbs in Puerto Rico, I was just going through a number of them just to kind of like understand the market a bit. And a lot of the titles of the Airbnb listings in Puerto Rico state that there's electricity and water. So I imagine that if you if you have to if you put that in your title, then I guess that's not uh, that's not a guarantee. After the hurricane, there there must have been a lot of problems with the electricity and the water. Um, but I think for I think there's two 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 reasons why I think uh, Puerto Rico is an interesting place to look now. Well, first of all, because you know when when stuff like this happens, when there's bankruptcy and a hurricane, there that means there's there's going to be opportunity most likely. But at the same time, it also I think it's important for the the people that live in Puerto Rico that outside investors come in and and spend their money to help and rebuild the country right and so you know those are it's it's almost it's kind of like a win-win situation on the one hand there's there's opportunity and on the other hand the country also needs investors to come in and invest in the infrastructure invest in houses and and uh, you know tourism short rent short stay rental market so it's a win-win i think for outside investors and uh, the people that live in Puerto Rico. So this conference is going to be April 24 until April 26. And if you're interested, there's still a number of tickets available. I think there's there's 10 or 15 tickets left, so it's you know, it's almost sold out. But this conference is going to be all about the opportunities that are in Puerto Rico. And, and the thing that I didn't mention yet is that Puerto Rico is a very tax-friendly uh, area to invest in as well. I, I don't know if, if for me personally it, it matters a lot, but I do think that if you're an American citizen, then I think that's very um, attractive to invest in Puerto Rico and even move to Puerto Rico. I know a lot of people who've moved to Puerto Rico for this uh, exact reason because they are paying way lower taxes there. And so if you're if you're interested, uh, just shoot me an email at jesperrivers at uh, gmail.com or send me a message in the facebook group get paid for your path facebook group or you know there's all sorts of ways to contact me and find me but if you're interested in going to the conference uh, as, as a speaker I, I am able to provide a a discount uh to i think up to maybe 10 people i'm, I'm not sure but in, in any case if you're interested let me know i might be able to hook you up with a cheaper ticket um the conference is going to be pretty interesting, and there's a lot of lot of people who uh, who are going to be talking about the you know the tech situation in Puerto Rico, the legal aspects, and uh, the real estate market, and all that kind of good stuff. There's going to be a, a bus tour as well, where they'll take a, a they'll take the uh, uh, the attendants to uh, lots of properties in San Juan. It's, it's going to be mostly about San Juan. The the capital of Puerto Rico. So they're going to take people to different properties to kind of show them, okay, well, you know, what's out there, what's the, what other prices look like, what do the apartments look like. So I think it's going to be really interesting. I'm going to be talking about 
the Airbnb situation. So, you know, how how's the Airbnb market in Puerto Rico or San Juan in particular uh, look like? Are people doing a very good job? I'm, I'm, I'm currently doing the research because I have to submit my presentation by April 10th. And so I'm looking at all these Airbnbs trying to figure out, you know, what, what does pricing look like compared to other countries and other comparable markets. I look at the interior design, I look at the branding, all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, my the goal of my presentation is really to to figure out, okay, is there is this a very competitive market in terms of Airbnb or short-term rentals, or you know, or is it is it kind of lagging, right? If you're if it's lagging, then if you're doing a very good job on Airbnb, then you might be able to uh, outcompete the the other people that are on Airbnb. So that also provides opportunity. So that's it for now. Um, thank you for listening. And if you have any questions, like as always, feel free to reach out. Uh, Jasper at getpaidforyourpet.com is another email address that I have. And um, I'll probably be uploading maybe one or two episodes a week. Uh, but again, as I, as I said, they're not going to be on, on fixed dates. It's just going to be whenever I have a good Wi-Fi connection and whenever I'm able to get somebody on Skype and, and, and talk to a guest. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time. Get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet, get paid for your pet.